Now I'm just doing this to torture you. We're expecting Dr. Vinkman. It's Joe Green. Time to get back on the box. Start the music. Welcome to the bonus episode of On My Box. I'm going to continue the celebration of the 50th episode in which I'm going to talk about one of my favorite movies of all time, Transformers the Animated Movie. Now I'm adding this to the 50th episode, so I guess you can call the 50th episode like a double feature here. This is the second episode that you're going to get for this 50th episode. I'm going to give you a reason of why I'm doing this and, and why I'm talking about Transformers movie. So when I picked the two movies for the 50th episode, I know I said that that's the best Star Trek movie versus the best Star Wars movie, and those two movies are kind of like my bread and butter. Well, what I mean my bread and butter is when I'm down and out, those two movies are there to pick me up. That's why I've watched them so many times. That's why I love them to death, because on a bad day, I could, I could put in Wrath of Khan and feel good about myself. Or I, I could watch Empire Strikes Back. You know, I'm ready to, to, to get up and fight, <laughs> fight the rebellion, fight the system again. But the third movie that has gotten me through the dark times is Transformers the movie. And I don't think I've ever said it, but Transformers Generation 1 is so special to me. It's a part of my childhood. It was the toy line that I grew up with. You talk to 80s kids, they were you G.I. Joe, He-Man, Transformers. The cool kids, oh, I had everything. I had every G.I. Joe in the world, and I had all the He-Man's figures. <laughs> I grew up poor in the Bronx. <laughs> I had Transformers. You know, my mother was blessed to get me the Transformers that I asked for. I didn't have them all, but you know, I had some good ones. I had the Predator King, the five Predacons. You know, I had an Optimus Prime. I had a Soundwave. I had a Bootleg Soundwave. That was another thing. They always had Bootleg Transformers here and there. I had Jetfire, otherwise on a Skyfire in a TV show. But really, it's the Robotech, Veritech. So yeah, I had a vast collection of Transformers, and the cartoon was special to me, is special to me, and, and always will be special to me. So when Transformers the movie came out, as a kid, it blew my mind. And in life, through my ups and downs, it's always been there to pick me back up. So that's why I'm incorporating this in the 50th episode, because those three movies, Empire Strikes Back, The Wrath of Khan, and Transformers, the animated movie, those are movies to my core. And I didn't want to leave Transformers, the movie out. I'm not going to sit here and take the time to bash the fucking Michael Bay Transformer movies. All I can say is fuck that guy. He took something that was near and dear to my heart and, and just prostituted him and, and just fucked him up. And I, no, I'm not a fan of those Transformers movies. And maybe one day you'll get the rant <laughs> of Michael Bay's Transformers movies and why I hate them to fucking death. And I really hate them because they take parts from Transformers, the, the movie, the original animated shit, and they throw them in there. They throw little lines in there that... It's like feeding me an hors d'oeuvre with a piece of dog shit in it. Like, here's your special little cookie, kid. And, and it's filled with dog shit. Like, you just fucked up my shit. <laughs> but this bonus episode is all about Transformers the movie. It was released August 8, 1986. So it followed after season two of, of the Transformers series. Transformers series ran from 84 to November of 87. Season one, they started with the miniseries. And then they had 13 episodes after that. And then season two, they had 49 episodes. And after season two, they dropped Transformers the movie. I'll tell you, as a kid, I when the trailer came out, it was like, oh, man, mom, can we go see this? Can we go see this? Like Transformers the movie. Like in the neighborhood I grew up in, in the Bronx, the typical New York neighborhood, all the kids go outside and play. We, we talk and we joke and we play tag and stick ball and all this good shit. When the trailer came out, we were all amped for, for Transformers the movie. 
So I remember as a kid, my mother took me to see it. I think we went to the Whitestone Multiplex. I never forget just sitting there in awe, just watching that movie. What made Transformers the movie so special was that, one, it had the regular voice actors. So Peter Cullen was still Optimus Prime. Frank Welkler was still Megatron. All the guys in the cartoon, they were still their voices. Then they added some top-notch cast members to this movie. Yeah, Judd Nelson was Hot Rod. Robert Stack, the guy that did Unsolved Mysteries, was Ultra Magnus. John Moshita Jr., the guy that talked really fast. He did the micro machines. You know, blah, 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 he talked. You know, so he was Blur, and t- Blur talked really fast. But the two voice actors that really, to me, made that movie was Leonard Nimoy as Galvatron and Orson Welles as Unicron. If you go back and listen to previous episodes when I had my top five TV movie villains, you know that Megatron made that list. Megatron was my favorite character. When Megatron became Galvatron and Leonard Nimoy voiced him, it was a special moment. I tell you, watching that movie, I think at that moment, that's when I hit puberty. (laughs) A damn sure probably blew a kid load. That scene I watch time and time again. Megatron's transformation to Galvatron. Jump back to the beginning. When the movie started, the intro, the music, and Unicron. It was chilling. And Unicron comes to that planet. That planet, they seem happy. And then Unicron comes and (laughs) devours them. Like, what the fuck? It's a gigantic monster planet. The movie starts off like, holy shit. Okay, this is no joke. And then the voice comes on. It is the year 2005. Like, what? 2005? You know, the Decepticons have taken over the home world of Cybertron. Like, what? The Decepticons won? The shock of what happened 20 years later. Like, oh, what's going on? And right from the get-go, Autobots are down and out. They got to go to Autobot City to get some energon. And when Megatron attacks the, the Autobot convoy going to Autobot City, Braun gets shot and killed. And Prowl turns around and he gets shot and he turns gray and he dies. And Ratchet and Ironhide like, what the fuck is going on? Now, I didn't cuss because I was, you know, a little kid at the time. I think I was 86, so I was 10 years old. But it was like, Megatron is in the Decepticons are killing these people. These are the Transformers I grew up with that I love and they're dying. And I figure Ironhide, man, he's on Megatron's foot. And Megatron's like, yeah, we'll breach the defenses of Autobot City. And Ironhide's like, no. And Megatron just proton blasts his face off. Like, what the hell? This is awesome. <laughs> So just there, like, impact of these characters dying was for real. We didn't have social media back then, so word of mouth was how everything was told. So the first kid that went to see Transformers, I don't know who it was, the word on the street was that Optimus Prime was going to die. So I was prepared for Optimus Prime's death. What I wasn't prepared for was the awesome fight between Optimus Prime and Megatron. When Megatron attacks Autobot City, he is just fucking shit up. And then you meet the new Autobots, Hot Rod, Cup, Blur. You got RC in there too. RC and Springer. Ultra Magnus, the new truck. And Megatron's coming. He got Starscream. He got the Jets. He got the Insecticons. He got the Constructicons. And they're taking down Autobot City. Do that. There's little scenes where you see people dying. You see like Wheeljack's body and Windcharger's body. He's like, what the fuck? The Autobots are just getting their taints handed to them. And then Megatron gets the Constructicons to form Devastator. And it's like, oh shit, we're fucked. (laughs) And throughout the whole night, the Autobots just get pounded, pounded, pounded. But Blaster got the signal off. That was a cool scene when Blaster gets the signal off because Soundwave sends Rumble, Frenzy, Ratback, and Laserbeak to attack Blaster. And then Blaster combats with his tape. So I'm like, yeah, the Blaster tapes. So that was a cool fight scene. Blaster's little guys versus Soundwave little guys. But he got the message off to Optimus Prime. And then Optimus Prime comes with the Dinobots. Changes the tide of the battle. So I'm going to ask you this question. Of the Dinobots, which Dinobot was missing in Transformers the movie? Answer that question before I finish this podcast. Hopefully I'll remember to answer it. <laughs> but Optimus Prime comes and he said, Megatron must be stopped. And then they play the song, You Got the Touch! <laughs> 
the soundtrack in Transformers the movie, fucking awesome. Later on, you got Weird Al Yankovic, Dare to be Stupid. The movie started with Lion, Transformers theme. Oh, puts tears in my eyes to this day. So then you got Optimus Prime versus Megatron. One shall stand, one shall fall. And again, I'm going to say, fuck you, Michael Bay, for putting that line in your Transformers movie. Because I hate that Transformers movie. And then when Optimus Prime said that, I was like, oh, man, that's cool. He referenced Transformers movie. And then I realized that I was eating the hors d'oeuvre with the fucking poop on it. I was licking the poopy flavored lollipop. Fuck Michael Bay. So you got Optimus Prime versus Megatron. Hot Rod gets in the way. Megatron takes down Optimus Prime. And Megatron tells him, I've waited four million years for this. It's over, Prime. That scene to me was so cool because I was in the trailer. And Optimus Prime, with his last breath, claps his hands together. Never! And he knocks Megatron off the cliff. As a kid, he was waiting for Optimus Prime versus Megatron. I had all the Transformer comic books, so, you know, you get Optimus Prime versus Megatron here and there. But watching it visually in the movie theater was magical. And then we got the death of Optimus Prime. Now, I'm going to be honest. I didn't cry because as a kid, I didn't have a soul back then. I learned through through years and years of group therapy of <laughs> how fucked up of a kid I was. But I didn't cry. And I remember in the neighborhood, we would laugh. You know, oh, you cried when Optimus Prime died. You cried. You were a baby. You, you know, this and that. I didn't cry when Optimus Prime died because, like I said, I knew it was coming. Now, if I just would have been cold turkey, I don't know. Probably would have got me. <laughs> but like I said, I was always a fan of Megatron. I was more broken when Starscream threw Megatron out Astro Train for dead. I was like, fuck you, Starscream. This motherfucker. Starscream finally got it. Like I said earlier, the scene that puts chills in my heart always to this day is Megatron's transformation to Galvatron. Megatron's on his deathbed. <laughs> He's going into the light which will lead him to hell. And he runs into the mecha devil of the Transformer universe, Unicron. And Unicron makes him a deal. Even dying, Megatron is like, no. He's like, I belong to nobody. <laughs> but instead of taking death, Megatron takes Unicron's deal. Give me a new body, a new troops to control. And, and nothing. You belong to me now. Megatron, no, no. And Unicron's about to take him, then proceed your way to oblivion. And then Megatron, you know, I accept, I accept. And then that glow. And, and Unicron heals Megatron's body and transforms him into Galvatron. Oh, man. He also gives him his troops. He turns, gives him Cyclonus and Scourge. Now, there's little mistakes and little that you nitpick because the two of the Insecticons got turned to the sweeps and then Bombshell got turned to Cyclonus and then Skywarp got turned to Cyclonus' Armada. When really, Skywarp was purple. He should have been Cyclonus. The Insecticon should have been the sweep. And then Thundercracker, who was sky blue, turned into Scourge. That makes perfect sense. But if you want to really nitpick, that's really what happened in the animation. There are some drawn mistakes in animation. Because after the Insecticons get turned into uh, the sweeps, you can see them later on in the movie. But who cares? Galvatron. Behold Galvatron. And Leonard Nimoy's voice comes in. I will rip the Magnus apart and any Autobot that stands in my path. Like, yo, who the fuck is this guy? This guy is fucking awesome. <laughs> and then the first thing he does with his new ship and his new troops, he goes to Cybertron to take back what's his. And we have a nice little funny scene of Starscream, his coronation being crowned as the new leader of the Decepticons. And here comes Galvatron. Coronation Starscream. This is bad comedy. Starscream sits there in his little wimpy-ass fear. Megatron? <laughs> Here's a hint. Galvatron transforms to that cannon, and he blasts Starscream and disintegrates him with one blow. And that's why I was like, yeah, Megatron was my guy, but Galvatron is my new dude. And I, if I was there, I would have been just like Rumble. What's that guy's name? Galvatron. Oh, hell fucking yeah. Went back, got his shit back. 
got his troops. I say one thing I like is when that crown falls off the Starscream's head and Galvatron sits up and crushes it. He doesn't need a crown. He is the leader of the Decepticon. He doesn't need to display it. In my Navy career, I'd always tell people, if you have to announce your title, you've already lost people's respect. Galvatron didn't have to announce that he was the king of the Decepticons. He, was, he is the Decepticons. And that's what true leadership is. It's not the display. It's not the titles. It's how you do things. <laughs> In the Decepticon world, Galvatron went, took back what was his, and got back his troops. After that, you kind of get the new characters. That toy line is gone. We got the new toy lines. We got Galvatron, Cyclonus, and Scourge. We got Ultra Magnus and Springer and Cup and Hot Rod. So then the movie focuses on these guys, these new characters, and Unicron. Well, the first thing Unicron does is destroy these moon bases. Now, when the movie started, like, when the fuck does Cybertron get these moon bases? Who fucking cares? Because by the end of the movie, they're not there. <laughs> first, Unicron goes to Moon Base 1, destroys that, and my man Jazz and Cliff Jumper, they get sucked into Unicron. And then on Moon Base 2, we got Spike and Bumblebee. Now, Spike and Bumblebee are two of the most iconic characters in Transformers movie. And I'm like, oh man, really? Please no, please no. And Spike and Bumblebee try to escape, they try to blow up Moon Base 2. And I forget when they go in the way, thing blows up and Unicron's still there. And Spike says, oh shit, that was the only time I jumped up in the movie as a kid. Like, oh my god, they said a cuss word, he said shit. <laughs> That was the only thing that, that sparked me. Otherwise, I was just like a zombie, just mesmerized by this fantastic journey. But then Spike and Bone get swallowed up. I was like, oh my God, yo, what is going on? And then Galvatron goes to Autobot City to fight Ultra Magnus, introduce himself, sends Ultra Magnus on the run. That part of the movie, I, I kind of like lost interest, maybe because I wasn't attached to these characters. You got Hot Rod and Cup. They meet the Shark Decons and the, the Quintesson. Shark Decon, another merchandise they had to sell. Then Ultra Magnus lands on a planet of junk. Galvatron comes, blows him up. Now, I knew Ultra Magnus wasn't dead because he didn't turn gray. But Galvatron takes the Matrix and he takes it to Unicron because deep down he's Megatron. He's like, yo, I'm nobody's fucking slave. So I'm going to use this thing which you told me to destroy to use this against you. I think my second favorite scene in Transformers the movie is when Galvatron confronts Unicron with the Matrix. And then Unicron transforms and attacks Cybertron. The look of fear in Galvatron's face when Unicron transforms from the monster planet to the gigantic dude was mesmerizing again the word on the street the rumors we kind of figured out that unicron was a transformer like in the trailer you can see him start to transform you see his fist come out so the trailer kind of gave it away that he was a transformer it wouldn't be transformers the movie if the big monster planet that was eating shit didn't turn into a big fucking robot and then you got the final battle with the decepticons fighting unicron and the autobots come and they fight unicron and galvatron was swallowed in the matrix hot rod goes into unicron to, to get the matrix back and they save the people so they save jazz and cliff jumper and Spike and Bumblebee, thank God they saved Spike and Bumblebee. Because if Spike would have died, or Bumblebee, oh man, that shit probably would have hurt me more than Optimus Prime dying. But then you have the confrontation between Hot Rod and Galvatron. Hot Rod grabs that Matrix. Optimus Prime tells him, rise, Rodimus Prime. That shit got me like, oh shit, he's a Prime, he's Rodimus Prime. And he grows, and he picks up Galvatron, throws him out, and then he opens up the Matrix to light the darkest hour, and they blow up Unicron. The movie ends, and it's fucking epically awesome. And as a kid, I loved it from beginning to end. When I watch this movie today, I don't want it to end, because it brought me so much joy as a kid. During life, when I was fighting depression... But I didn't know I was fighting depression. That's probably why I relied on this movie so much, because it truly filled me with joy. 
and happiness every time I watch it. So after the movie came out and was released to VHS and then eventually the Blu-ray, if you listen to Behind the Mic 3, when I talk about the story about myself and my relationship with DJ Threat and I moved to Ohio, like I said, I was humbled and I was lonely and I was alone. And then I met a girl there and <laughs> fell in love. And I never forget, we broke up and it was right before I joined the Navy. And man, I was, I was heartbroken. <laughs> like my sister would like, you look fucking pathetic. <laughs> Sitting on the toilet crying like a bitch. <laughs> oh man, I was so heartbroken over this fucking girl. And what got me through that heartbreak was Transformers the movie. Because I watched that shit every night. Every night to fill me some fucking joy. Because of this damn girl, which broke my heart. The sad, ironic ending to that story is 20 years later... <laughs> That girl took half my shit in the divorce. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Oh, man. I can go back in time. But I needed that girl in my life because the three greatest achievements of my life came from our union. And one of those unions is the guy you hear me shout out in every podcast episode, Austin Green. When I first got into the Navy, like my first command, I was stationed in Groton, Connecticut. After trials and tribulations of trying to get it right, finally, my wife moved with me to Groton and Austin was there. And it was the first time that I was actually living with Austin and his mother as a family. So in the bad days, what would I do? I'd watch Transformers the movie. As a young child, Austin had to be like maybe two or three. I'll never forget the first time we watched Transformers the movie. And he had the same joy and feelings of happiness that I did watching as a kid. And I know this because when it was all said and done... He's like, Dad, I want an Optimus Prime. <laughs> now, at the time, the Transformers commemorative line had come out. I had a, a Generation 1 Optimus Prime. So like, I want Optimus Prime, but just like you. Like, no, 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 kiddo, you can't, you can't have that. <laughs> so I ended up buying him an Armada Optimus Prime. But Austin would watch Transformers the movie while I was at work. So that's why I know it got him. Because I would come home and he'd, he'd watch Transformers the movie. It's a funny little story of Austin's loyalty. So like I said, I had this Optimus Prime Generation 1, and I had the Ultra Magnus Generation 1. And it was two toys. I said, look, these are daddy's toys, and I'm allowed to play with them. And one day I came home, and Austin ran and came, daddy, daddy, daddy. Mommy said I could play with your toys, with your Transformers, but I told her no, because I'm not supposed to play with them. I was like, thank you, son, for being loyal. <laughs> and gave it a look like, see? <laughs> My bond with him is strong. <laughs> Loyalty, that's where it's at. And she was mad because Austin snitched on her, but allowing him to play with my toys. But no, Transformers the movie got, it gave us a special bond. So special, I actually bought him a Unicron for Christmas, the Armada Unicron. And that shit hurt because that shit was like $75. And as a kid, I know he'd play with it. And <laughs> it'd be a super cool collectible back in the day, but I let him play with it. Pieces are missing. It was just my love of Austin, our shared love of Transformers that bond us together. It's like, yep, you, know, I'm gonna, you want these toys? I'll get you these toys. But you can't play with my shit. <laughs> Even today, if I'm having a bad day and I'm feeling down, I watched Transformers the movie. At the end credit, when Lion comes on, I listen to the whole song. I try not to choke up because it fills me up with joy that I don't want it to end. Today, learning a lot about myself through group therapy and, and battling depressions, come to grips with who I am and where I'm going. But Transformers the movie will always be a part of my heart. Always. So before I go, I'm going to answer that question before I forget. <laughs> the Dinobot that was missing in Transformers movie is Snarl, the Stegosaurus. They only show four Dinobots the entire movie. Grimlock, Swoop, Slag, and Sludge. Snarl is missing. But that's okay. Because I said, the movie's awesome. I love it to death. And it will. And hopefully 21st century kids 
will appreciate Transformers the movie, or maybe they'll find their own Transformers the movie that will help them light their darkest hour to get them through the dark times. Appreciate you listening to this bonus episode. As usual, thanks to Austin Green. Check out his stuff at agreen.designs. Dave Whalen, Correct Hand Comics. My man Bobby Warden, two veterans online. And before I go, I really want to thank these two people here, David Thor Brockman, for being a, a dedicated fan of the show, dedicated listener, sharing some of the, the podcast episodes. I know when Bill in Montana listens, I know that you, Dave, so I appreciate you listening. But a really big thanks to DJ Threat, my bro, probably the biggest fan of the show, my biggest supporter. Listens to every episode. So I give him inside track. I give him all the episodes early. Just the fact that he's a fan of the show, it really makes me feel good about myself. It makes me feel good about what I'm doing with this podcast. So hopefully you do too. Thanks, DJ Threat. I thank your fan base. Hip Hop Soundtracks with DJ Threat is my most downloaded episode. So I thank him and his fan base. Thank you guys for listening to this bonus 50th episode. So please like, follow, share. You can find me on Twitter, JWGreen4. You can find the podcast on Instagram, on my box underscore podcast. And you can find me on Facebook at JWGreen. I'm Joe Green, it's on my box. Bonus episode, and I'm out.